Death on the Nile opens in theaters this weekend, and I'm super happy because I like Kenneth Branagh like I like my waffles. Belgian. This review is brought to you by Peloton. Visit OnePeloton.com. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com to find out more about the equipment and classes that they're offering. And stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Death on the Nile, which is opening finally this weekend. Kenneth Branagh returns to direct the movie. Michael Green is also returning to write the screenplay. They directed and wrote 2017's Murder on the Orient Express. Death on the Nile finished shooting almost two years ago. It's seen about half a dozen release dates since then. It's also seen about half a dozen controversies of some sort surrounding its main cast, so I'm sure that everyone in involved is glad that it is finally finding its way to theaters. Kenneth Branagh once again splits duties as Hercule Poirot, the famous Belgian detective whose holiday in Egypt is interrupted when a newlywed couple fears for their safety. Looking for a safe haven, the wedding party boards a ship cruising the Nile where there's, you guessed it, death. As with Murder on the Orient Express, there is a really talented ensemble cast in this film. The newlyweds are played by Gal Gadot and Army Hammer, with Russell Brand as the pining ex-fiancé of Gadot, Emma Mackey as the jealous ex-fiancé of Hammer, Sophie Okonito and Letitia Wright as a blues musician and her niece-slash-manager, Annette Benning as a painter and socialite, and many other familiar faces, including Rose Leslie, Ali Fazal, Jennifer Saunders, and more. Now, this being based off of an Agatha Christie novel, as Murder on the Orient Express obviously was, the setup is very similar to that previous film, because there is a bit of a formula to these kinds of things, but I'm not very well read when it comes to Agatha Christie, so even though this is the same kind of murder mystery type thing that I've seen in the past, I was not familiar with this specific story. It's actually the same situation I was in a few years ago when I watched Murder on the Orient Express, but I enjoyed this film uh, somewhat more more than I liked that movie, and I enjoyed the first movie, and a lot of it comes down to Kenneth Branagh. Of course, as a director, he is a wonderful director. He directs this film very well. He was just nominated for being a director uh, at the Academy Awards, but also as an actor in his turn as Hercule Poirot. It's such an iconic character. It's a character that so many people love, really uh, right up there with Sherlock Holmes and the most famous detectives. And you can tell that Branna really loves playing this part. He's only the greatest detective alive. Oh, he exaggerates. No, he's quite correct, actually. You're quite the most ludicrous man I have ever seen. Not the first time I've heard this. And you're in my view. Stepping aside. But what I think he does with this film is that they layer in a lot of extra depth to Poirot. He's not just a really smart detective who comes in and solves murder mysteries. You get a little bit of backstory with him. You start to understand why he is the way that he is. And then Kenneth Branagh, as if you need to be reminded, he is such a great actor. And he adds so many shades of nuance to Poirot in this film. You see not just the persona that he puts on, really the character that he plays when he is trying to solve one of these cases, you start to see underneath that facade and you see this well of pain, uh, insecurity, all of these things that you might not expect with Poirot. And I think that's really what helped me to enjoy this movie more than Murder on the Orient Express. It isn't just the mystery this time around. There's some great character stuff going on with Poirot that is very well acted 
by Brana. It helps that Poirot gets a sidekick of sorts in this film in the character of Book, who is played by Tom Bateman. He's returning from the last film, and I think it's a good move to give Poirot a confidant because, again, we get to see just that much more of the man underneath. I'm not a Poirot expert. I know that everybody has their favorites, both on the big screen and the small screen, so I can't really comment as to how Brana's performance stacks up against other people who have played the part, but I am a big fan of it and it's interesting to me now to sort of compare notes with people uh, like Mara she has been a fan of Poirot uh, books and movies and TV shows forever and it's always interesting for her to tell me like well yeah they folded in this or this part is from this or this is kind of new to the movie and I think that fans of the character are going to have fun doing that yes you may have seen this story yes you're familiar with this character but I think there's enough new here at least from what I've heard and what I understand that you're still going to enjoy this interpretation of the story. I didn't know going in really anything about the plot of the film other than the basic setup. I didn't even know who was going to be murdered, much less who actually did the murdering. And so I also experienced this film as somebody who didn't know what the different twists and turns were. Maybe if you're very familiar with the story, it may not engage you quite as much. But for me, again, with the mystery, and it it goes back to Agatha Christie and the way that she wrote her mysteries, it's not just about the who, because as I was watching, I, I had some theories and a lot of them turned out to be correct kind of sussing out the who of it all but it's also about the how and the why and those are the things that are always very interesting in a weird way it goes back to what I was talking about with the Scream franchise which is a little bit inspired by Agatha Christie when you think about it people being murdered in sequence you don't know who the killer or killers are or why they're doing what they're doing it echoes forward all the way to the movies that we're seeing being made today that's how good Agatha Agatha Christie's writing is and that's also what kept me on board because if it was just about who it was then you have the reveal and the movie kind of limps to the end but it was interesting you have little things of just like oh it was that person oh but they were there what oh but this was there too they go back and they rewind and Poirot does the big scenes the big exposition dumps but I'm a sucker for those kinds of movies because I like to be tricked I'm taking notes and I'm very attentive but I'm not trying to outsmart the movie usually I'm kind of going along for the ride and I like the ride that it took me on it seems satisfying because all of the pieces fit together Death on the Nile gets a very lush look from Branagh's longtime cinematographer, Harris Zambarlokos. But there is one thing, which is that obviously it's set not just in Egypt, but it's a period film. It takes place in the 1930s. And Death on the Nile had a fairly reasonable budget for a movie of its size, around $90 million. And so a lot of the big scenes, particularly the dialogue scenes, etc., are done a composite. You can tell that they are shot digitally. And there were some times where I thought that that was pretty obvious when I was looking at it. It has that very fakey studio feel. As far as the look of the movie, uh, like I said, so much of it is shot uh, incredibly well and incredibly beautifully, but there are some of those effect sequences where you can sort of see the constraints of the budget they were working with and not really being able to go to a lot of these places. The ensemble cast is also very strong, pretty much top to bottom. When I'm thinking about standouts, Sophie Okanito in particular stood out to me. She's a blues jazz musician named Salome Otterborn, who 
who catches Poirot's eye, not just as a possible suspect, but as a possible romantic interest. There's also the actress Emma Mackey, who's probably best known for her role on the Netflix show Sex Education. She plays the jilted fiance Jacqueline de Belfort, which is such a great Agatha Christie name. And she's a character who actually follows the honeymooning couple to Egypt. It seems like she's just there to sort of intimidate and wreck their good time. Is there more on her plate? Does she have other intentions? She plays this role very well. You can see her in one scene as this innocent person who's had her fiancé taken away from her and is just in a very deep well of pain. You can see her in a different scene as this very malicious person who perhaps is up to some terrible things. It's not easy to modulate between those two and, and keep you guessing as to the true nature of that character, and Emma Mackey does really well on that account. At just over two hours, Death on the Nile clips along really well. It's a a well-paced film. It kept me engaged and entertained throughout. I didn't think that there were any story corners cut. It feels like it's about as long as it needs to be. When so many movies now feel way too long, this feels like a perfect length for the story that they're trying to tell. And generally, I didn't have a lot of complaints with the movie. I think that the acting was strong. I think that Kenneth Branagh in particular was great as Poirot. It's a really, really sympathetic performance that I think heightens and deepens that character from the first film. Obviously, fans of Poirot and Agatha Christie are going to be bringing their own hopes and expectations into the movie, but I think that the positives of this film should win them over as well. And we live in a franchise world. Death on the Nile, I think, is one of those movies for me. It's one of those rare movies that is better than the movie that preceded it. And should the need arise for Hercule Poirot on the big screen in the future, I really hope that Kenneth Kenneth Branagh is the one who answers that call, both in front of and behind the camera. So that's a recommendation on me for Death on the Nile. Thank you so much for watching this review. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, which is Peloton. 2022 is going to be a big year for me as far as focusing on my own personal health and wellness. And one big component of that plan that I've actually been planning out and saving up for for quite a while is a Peloton treadmill. I'm very excited. It's going to be getting here uh, just in the next couple weeks. We're going to get it set up and going. And it's not just the treadmill. It's not just the piece of equipment. It's everything else that Peloton offers. And that's really what kind of swayed me when I was trying to make the decision about what to buy. I actually bought this before Peloton approached me uh, for the sponsorship. So it was was actually really good timing. But it was also about all of the classes they offer, not just for running on the treadmill, but also things like stretching and Pilates, different kinds of fitness training. This year, they're adding boxing to their library of online classes. There's so many different kinds of classes that I'm going to be able to switch up how I work out on a day-to-day basis, basically. And that's really useful for me because I know what my patterns are, and generally in the past, when I've been in this sort of habit of making sure that I am exercising regularly, one of the things that keeps me from doing it is falling into a routine where it just kind of seems like work. If I'm just watching the same videos over and over again after a while, uh, it gets kind of boring. With all of the different kinds of classes, different kinds of music, different instructors that Peloton offers, I'm excited to jump into a different kind of workout no matter how long I have on any given day and no matter what I feel like doing. You can find out so much more about what your personal preferences are and what Peloton has to offer. You can visit onepeloton.com for more information. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. 
and I want to thank them for sponsoring today's show, and I want to thank you for watching this review. I'll be back very soon with the latest movie news, reviews, and everything else. Thanks so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.